With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Uh, this is Harriet Kimmick. It's Tuesday. And it's like uh, 23 days, 22 days for Christmas. So we're counting down. I don't know. I can't believe we're saying Christmas in 2019, the end of a decade. The decade began January 1st, 2009. So on December 31st, 2019, that decade ends and then begins another decade. January 1st, 2020 is the beginning of another decade. Incredible, isn't it? And as you look back over the decade, you have to ask yourself, what have you done? What have you achieved? What has gone well for you? What should you fix in the next decade? I remember when 2009 started, I was so excited. I thought I had a great future in front of me. I didn't know how it was all going to work out. And by the middle of the year, I discovered that there, this was the year that I was going to get started. So I started on radio. I started on traditional radio. Then I started podcasting, right? Then, of course, I was on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram hadn't happened yet. <laughs> that came later. And uh, we st- and LinkedIn, I believe, was an idea that was still out there somewhere. So we started like that. And by that time, I published my second book, Musings of the Spirit, and looked into publishing other, the other books. And so when you look back over the decade, you kind of, you realize what is important. You know, you start looking at, well, there were some highs and some lows, but the lows did not outshine the highs. There were some good things that happened. So I'm encouraging everybody, if you have a plan for your life, now is the time to sit down and plan for it because at the end of the decade is when you're going to see the monumental achievements that you have done. Because until I began to look at it from that point of view, I had never really taken stock of how much I had done since January 1st, 2009. So at the end of this decade, come December 31st, 2019, I'm actually looking forward to the next decade and to set goals for the next 10 years. And I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity. And I encourage you to do the same because there were so many other things that showed up before me. And when I looked at it, apparently I did them all. I did a lot. I don't think I did them all, but I did do a lot. I mean, opportunities for film presented themselves, and I did that. Opportunities to speak at various venues across the country. I enlarged my territory kind of bit and, you know, put me on different platforms to talk about ending violence against women, which later segued into human and sex trafficking, which is our subject today. So you can't just sit there and say, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. I didn't have anything when I got started. I didn't have a house. I had an apartment, had a job, right? Had no money in the bank, but I felt that if I walked out on faith, I believed God, that if I walked out on faith, that things were going to turn around. And much to my surprise, I 
had this monumental decade of achievement in which I can say, look what the Lord has done. Look what I have done. Right? So I'm kind of setting the stage to talk about what we're going to talk about today. And it's something that is of grave concern to me. Uh, As you know, I have a foundation, the Exodus Foundation, that provides services to victims of human trafficking. And so in our forays into trafficking, human trafficking, uh, and sex trafficking in particular, it becomes uh, apparent that there are individuals among us who particularly are specific in their intent to uh, access and lure young, young people into having sex with adults. It's not as if they're setting up a dating gig for high schoolers, teenagers, or so on. They're specifically luring young girls into having sex with grown men. And we're not talking about young women who are over 18, so they become a sugar baby and looking for a sugar daddy. We're talking about minors, children under 18, children under 17, children under 16, children under 15, children under 14, children under 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. It seems to me that in looking at this, there are no barriers or boundaries. There is no age defining. There is no age boundary that pimps and and so on will go to, uh, will use to find young people to have sex with grown men. In fact, it seems that that has become the trend of the day. That grown men, men who are my age and younger, let's just say they're over 18. Because for some reason, 18-year-olds are not having sex with (laughs) 13-year-olds. Right? But somehow, 58-year-old men, 55-year-old men, 48-year-old men, 45-year-old men, in fact, the more powerful he is, the more affluent he is, is the more disposable time and the more disposable income he has is more likely that that's the person who is going to traffic in sex with minors. It's very shocking. I mean, some of you might even be uncomfortable listening to this, but it is what it is. The folks in law enforcement, though disgusted, will tell you that this is what happens. So today we're going to examine how one lawyer from Houston has decided to wage a battle against tech companies such as Facebook and Instagram who proliferate in the trafficking of minors. We're not joking with this. This is not the first time a lawyer has come forward. One lawyer in New York actually started. But there is an obscure 1996 law that describes decency acts that tech companies hide behind. You know what it basically says? It basically says that tech companies are not responsible for what their readers post. But at the same time, if I were to buy a a knife off of Facebook and that knife causes me harm, the company who makes the knife is liable for any injury to me, right? That's the premise on which we should approach this new thing. Because the only way that we're going to stop sex trafficking in minors is by uh, uh, punishing the people 
who are benefiting from it. The tech companies are. Let's face it. They allow their platforms to be used for the solicitation of sex. There are many, uh, when I read the story, there have been many cases that we don't know about because the media is owned by porn companies, so the media is not going to talk about it. But there are many cases that have been brought before the federal courts. In fact, under this administration, uh, federal laws have been passed federally that, that, that says that, well, you can't use, you can't use uh, certain platforms for sex sex trafficking in minors. But guess what? It's not enforceable at the state level. So every state in the union has to go and fight the state courts or the state court of appeals or bring a case before the state courts to challenge the, the, the platform, the tech company that operates in that state. They have to be subject to the laws of the state because they're still operating under the fact that uh, that under this Section 230 of this broad 1996 law that concerns decency, it prevents sex com- it prevents uh, internet companies from being held liable for the proliferation of sex trafficking on minors. This is very uh, challenging because we've all been on Facebook, and if anybody has a Facebook page and you're on Facebook late at night, for some reason, stuff just pop up on your timeline. And if you're a man of a certain age, hey, thanks for joining me, right? If you're a man of a certain age, you're going to be targeted. You're going to see stuff popping up on your timeline about girls you can have sex with. They're going to slide into your DMs. I'm just letting you know. And especially if you've ever used your phone to look up for uh, having sex with people. I'm just telling you, it's, it's how it works. So they gather your data, right? And they use your data to, deter, to, to view what you're watching on the internet. So let's say you pick up your phone and you Google, where can I find a girl in zip code 30505 or 30500? Say that's a zip code, right? So you Google that. Next thing you know on your Facebook timeline is going to appear images of girls. If you use Instagram and you type into the search bar looking for girls, you're going to see what images show up, right? And what happens is they're going to start showing you until you start looking and looking and saying, whoa, whoa, the feds are also watching. But by the time the feds catch up with it, it's too late. Uh, Sorry, I don't understand. I speak, uh, I'm sorry, I don't speak your uh, your language, but thank you for joining me. <laughs> We're talking about sex trafficking in minors and how tech companies like Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram in particular. So what is happening is that they're using uh, these platforms, right, to search for girls, and they, the pimps are putting pictures out there. Recently, a young woman from this area disappeared. And within about a month, her mother found pictures of her on a website where the pimp was, had taken pictures of her and had her on, on, on a website. It was the craziest thing you have ever seen. I mean, it was so real. And nothing she could do could get that child to come back home because the pimp has lured her away 
and he now controls her. So the pimp figures out which way the girl is going to go. Does she want the Romeo or does she want the gorilla? Does she want the guy who is romantic and tells her he loves her? Or does she want the guy who is going to be a dragon? And he uses whatever means at his disposal, most of, most, most of which include fear and beating, physical violence and fear, starvation, drug addiction, right? Now, I'm not talking about women who are over 18 who elect to go on Facebook or Instagram to sell themselves. That's a whole different thing. That's an elective choice that they make. I'm talking about minors. There are no protection from minors who have a Facebook page and who might post a picture for of themselves thinking that that picture is only going to be seen by their audience, even if they make their page private, right? There are still ways in which these people can get around it. And the alarming thing is that in every state in the union, we have the power to bring a case. And what we have done is sit back and allow these tech companies, because they have more money, so they hire more lawyers, who fill the courts up with useless arguments, tie up the timelines. And by the time you as a single practicing attorney get around to it, you've exhausted all your resources in filing motions. You get lost in all the motions because they cost money. Believe it or not, sex trafficking is real. Sex trafficking of minors in particular. It's coming up to the holidays. I guarantee you, your timeline is going to be flooded. Most of you just don't report it. You don't even want to talk about it because you probably feel guilty. And you think that, oh, my God, maybe I contributed to this because I was searching for images of girls online. We call it porn, <laughs> right? So you might just think what happens on my iPhone stays on my iPhone, not if you're using Google as a search engine. They're going to flood your timeline. So what happens is the pimps put up pictures. And solicit, put the pictures of the girls up, knowing that you are out there and you are going to look for girls. Sex trafficking is being facilitated by tech companies. They have mechanisms mechanisms to see and view what their readers are posting. They can see what their viewers and their users are posting. And they do nothing to stop sex trafficking of minors. Facebook and Instagram proliferate and actually are probably being paid to do this. This is a worldwide phenomenon. But here in the United States, because or in the way our systems are set up and our internet is basically available, in some countries you pay for blocks of it. Here is how much data are you going to use. It's affordable. It's not un unachievable. In other countries, it's prohibitive simply by cost. But here in the U.S., because of the way our society is structured, tech companies are getting away literally with trafficking in minors for years. When I started on Facebook and I realized that people in other countries could view my pictures, I never posted pictures of my youngest daughter because I felt that if people whom I don't know can view my, my pictures, they would look at pictures of my child. I wasn't comfortable with that. And this was before I even became aware of sex trafficking. I just thought, I don't want any person looking at her who doesn't know her. 
it wasn't until she turned, she's now 17 probably when she turned 15, that I posted a picture of her to Facebook. I asked her to stay off social media. And what she did was she has her social media name is not connected to her real name. So she doesn't, then you will know who she is. And it was actually through their guidance, my children's guidance, that I learned how these traffickers, how these pimps are luring young people. They befriend you and pretend to be a 16-year-old boy. And you know how that works. You think you're talking to a boy. And then they say, send a pic. Right? And this is happening more frequently than you can, than, than we realize. And the extent to which tech companies are using uh, social, the extent to which pimps are using tech companies to facilitate sex trafficking is unreal. Even right now, while I'm streaming live on YouTube and on Twitter, the tech companies are aware of me. So are the traffickers. So are the feds. So is the state police. So is your local police precinct. Because they want to know which, who is out there, who is doing this. If I go on my Facebook timeline after a certain time at night, if I ever find a time, Lord God knows I'm usually too tired. I'm amazed. It began about 10 years, you know, maybe about eight years ago. I began to see pictures of, of, of people. And I, I, I was like, is something wrong? So I, for a while, I stayed off late at night. And then I began to realize this is how they're using these platforms. In fact, one person told me about two years ago that there are certain groups that you can join on Facebook, and it's a private group. You can only enter in if you are invited in, and in that private group chat, that's where they post pictures of girls who are available. They have specific locations where they meet people. Because it's a traffic, you know, it's it's prostitution, it's trafficking. And some of these are young girls who are lured. They often tell them, you're just a model. You want to model, you want to be a video vixen, or you want to dance in a music video, or you want to be an Instagram model. That's That's the thing I hear the most. You want to be an Instagram model, or you want to be an Instagram, a social media influencer. So send me a picture. Or Atlanta is the common place. Atlanta is a common place. People know by now you go to Hollywood to do that. You might end up living under a bridge. So now they tell you, let's go to Atlanta. That seems believable and achievable. So young girls are being lured into these setups. I mean, anytime you see a young girl being missing on your social media pages, it's time to look out. Look into that. Ask, what is this all about? Because chances are she's been seduced away from her family and the protection of her family by someone who has no other intention but to ply her body and make money off her. Sometimes some people are starved for attention, so any attention is good. So they will respond to it because this person, this adult, or this adult male is going to give them attention that they view and deem as positive. When in fact, what it is, is nothing but uh, sex trafficking, right? And so uh, it's, it's, 
it's it's kind of like why does this why do tech companies continue to facilitate this? Well, they must have a vested interest. I believe that they do. I believe they profit from it. I believe that somehow it draws readers and viewers to their site and somehow they're making money and that's why they continue to do it. I, for one, I'm going to call them out because they're what? They're the largest pimp organizations in the world, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They facilitate sex trafficking, not just here in the United States, it's everywhere. Sex trafficking is a big problem in Thailand and Cambodia and Vietnam and a lot of countries in Southeast Asia, in Southern Asia. Sex trafficking is a huge, big problem where grown men from Europe and the United States go there to have sex with children. How do you think they find that out? Websites and tech companies like Facebook and Instagram. I I started a Snapchat uh, social media account about five years ago. I never really used it. I don't have time because Snapchat does not connect to your traditional social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. And if you don't, I don't have time to keep posting on this and then go over there. I went on Snapchat about, I think it was, might have been back in September. I was amazed at the number of my grown-ass male friends whom I found on Snapchat. Snapchat is traditionally where young girls are, where young people are. Young people are either on Instagram or Snapchat. I was shocked at the number of grown men whom I saw on Snapchat. I'm like, what are you doing on Snapchat? You don't have young children. I have nieces and 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 someone who are on Snapchat and my dog, my my daughter, but I was shocked. So I asked my daughters, I said, you ever seen some of these names come across your feed? And she says, well, her account is private, so they would have to send her a request. I am checking because I don't know why a grown man would have an account on Snapchat when Snapchat is a format for young people. Do you see what I'm saying? Made me, it irked me a little bit and set me off a little bit because then I have to start looking around me like, so these grown men around me are, when they hear me talk about sex trafficking, they're probably laughing behind my back because they're having sex with minors or their friends are, or they're viewing uh, images. I know this is going to be uncomfortable, but this is what it is. The tech companies are facilitating the see Once upon a time, you know men watch porn. It's part of being male. Men are going to watch porn. But they had to buy a penthouse or buy a magazine or with the advent of the Internet, they probably went to Internet sites to do that, right? <laughs> but today, they just pick up a so They just go on their social media platform. God only knows what they, what they, what they look at. And then they're going to, if they look at it, then they're going to say, come on, I'll do you. I'll pay you $100 or I'll pay you 50 bucks, whatever they pay, to do whatever they want done. Because apparently, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's the appeal. In, in, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that something is very wrong. And I trust that it doesn't happen to your children or mine. Because these hands do talk. Right? 
because something has got to be done. Something has to be done. It has to be curtailed. If we say, and, and here's the juxtaposition, right? America says that we're a Christian country. Well, we don't model Christian values. We don't embody Christian behavior. We're not supposed to be allowing children to be viewed as sex objects, yet we do. Yet clothing companies can sell sexy clothing to children. Yet children are, they are always showing children dancing, and little girls dancing and lifting up their legs. As if, as if that is not uh, 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 sexually uh, gratifying or sexually a sexual invitation. I'm just saying. I really had to stand back and look at this for what it is. And, and I was like, this is crazy. And I, I have talked to people uh, who have told me that Facebook is the biggest dating service in the world. Facebook is the pickup spot. Facebook is what pimps use today. They don't have to stand on the street corner. I've often told people that when you see a girl standing on the street corner, she's of no value, <laughs> right? Because they don't use the street corner anymore. They use Facebook. They use Instagram because it's hidden and private. So by the time they set it up, they just meet them on, on Route 66 in Motel 6 or Motel 7 on Route 6 to 6 in room number 205 in anonymity so that nobody knows what's going on, right? If they use their credit card, it probably shows up as a gift or a contribution to a charity because they're going to pay for it with a card or if they're going to pay for it cash, they pay the cash before the action goes down. They put the cash in an envelope and the cash is ready. Do you see what I'm saying? The Fed should set up a sting at every motel in every darn city and see what you would catch. I swear to God. I, if you just drive down Telegraph Road between Pontiac and Taylor, there's so many motels. The Feds should just have a ball right there. Every one of those are suspect in sex trafficking of minors. And all of these, if you were to interview people and talk to them, well, how did you get here? How did you become a part of this? Well, I was on Instagram and this guy came across my timeline and or, or I was on Facebook and this is where it happens. That's usually how it gets started. And when you look at it, there are no protections, not even from the law. Even the judges are throwing out cases that individuals have brought against tech companies. What the hell does that tell you? The whole system is jacked. Is everybody interested in having sex with 12-year-old girls and 15-year-old children? What else am I supposed to think if you can't even bring people to justice? If you can't even hold the tech companies responsible, then you go to court and they throw it out on some technicality because they because of nothing except that people have been paid off or people are paid off or people have, that's exactly what it is. What else is there to to, to think? It's not, you're not throwing the case out because the attorney has brought a case that is not winnable. You throw the case out because if you let the case stand, it is going to set a dangerous precedent throughout the country 
And then all sex traffickers are going to be held accountable. Well, I, whenever, I look, whenever you look at a product, let, let's look at drugs, right? The, if drugs, cocaine would not exist if there weren't a demand for it, right? So who is, who is uh, the draw? Who is, who is the draw for cocaine? The people who want cocaine. Cocaine is the drug of choice when you go into certain environments for people to feel good. I don't know. Right? So who is the draw? Cocaine would not exist if there weren't a demand. That's the problem with sex trafficking. Sex trafficking would not exist if there were not a demand. Well, who is creating a demand to have sex with children? It's not not 18-year-old boys. They don't have the means. 18-year-old boys, boys don't have the time nor the means to go set up a date with an eight, with a 12-year-old girl, a 15-year-old girl. Or they say, I want somebody who is 17 or 18, but she looks 14. That's code for I want to have sex with a 14-year-old. Right? Come near mine and find something else out.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.